Show me the data. What's this child's eligibility category? What's the latest behavior data look like? Tell me what the medical diagnosis is for this child. All of these things are so clinical, but special education doesn't have to feel so cold. Welcome to the Special Education Inner Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Witcher, and today we're going to talk about how to bring some warmth, how to bring some truth, how to really look beyond just the numbers and special education. Now, all of the numbers, all of the data, all of the clinical side of special education is so very important. And I want to let you know that there's nothing that frustrates me more than when we have a one hour IEP meeting and we spent the first 30 minutes praising how awesome the child is instead of sharing the data and making sure that we're working towards some things. Now, some, you know, cuteness, some of the non-special education wins. We definitely want to share those at the IEP meeting, but we don't want to, you know, just overwhelm the IEP meeting with a bunch of um, non IEP, or I should say non-essential IEP stuff, because it is a legal meeting. It's a legal document. There's things we need to get done. Okay. But assuming that we're not taking an entire meeting to um, talk about how awesome the child is and all the non-IEP things, which it's important to do that. That's why we're talking today. Um, you know, it's time for us to look beyond that eligibility category, that medical diagnosis, that the latest functional behavior assessment, the latest um, data, the latest, you know, what curriculum is being used. And I love all those. I talk about them all the time. But I want to talk today about three ways that you can bring some more warmth, some more reality to what is possible within an IEP. Are you guys ready? Now, remember, everybody who's listening here has a different role at the IEP table, parents, teachers, admins, therapists. But these three strategies, they apply to all. So the first thing is, I want to make sure that when we're building an IEP, that we are paralleling the IEP goals to what is needed at home. So many times we're just like, well, all the other second graders are doing this. Therefore, we need to work towards this. Or we're looking at what is functional inside of the school setting, and we're not considering all of the things that are happening at home. So, for example, one of my favorite ones to talk about is, um, you know, when a, a mom is frustrated because she can't make something as simple as, you know, mac and cheese for dinner because, uh, it, you know, it's it, the child needs a lot of assistance in staying busy. There's not this independent time at home that lets the parent or caregiver get a break. Now, teachers, you feel this too at school and you're managing multiple students in your classroom. You have a large caseload. You have these things going on. So we'd call that independent play, right? So let's make sure that we're not just talking about how many times is a child on task? Okay. Let's start talking about what does independence really look like right now, both at home and in school? And that brings a more caring perspective to the IEP team and for the parents and for the child that we're all working together to build a different experience for the child at home and school. So that's strategy number one. Strategy number two, please make sure as an IEP team, that you are discussing relationships with other family members. So siblings, maybe it's extended family, maybe it's grandma and grandpa that you go see on the weekends, 
but relationships beyond just we need friends at school or beyond just how is the child behaving at home? You know, oh, they're not getting along with their siblings. I'm talking about going next level. Let's go next level because, you know, we're, we're not learning turn taking at school just so we can all, you know, play Uno, which is great. You guys know I have a brother um, who has Down syndrome. He is 44 years old and he loves to play Uno. That's fantastic. But it's also about waiting your turn for the bathroom at home, not just the bathroom at, you know, Disney World. We're talking about making sure that a child has the ability to gel with their family in a relationship way that we're talking about feelings and understanding feelings, not just for the child themselves, but that they're understanding other people's feelings and what's happening. So it's important for us to talk about relationships. So often the family dynamic is left out of the perspective of building the IEP. And if we bring this family dynamic in, if we as an IEP team start talking about, you know what, the most miserable time is in the morning, all the kids are fighting over, you know, they're, the, you know, they got to get their shoes on, they're by the front door, this is what's going on. There's a lot of skills that go into that, or being able to watch a movie together, or being able to watch a movie that is maybe even a non-preferred movie, right? Maybe the other sibling gets to choose the movie, so there's so many different things that can happen when we start to look at relationships within the family and figure out what IEP goals could match up. And again, that is not focusing on just the clinical side of making sure that we're turn taking, but we're turn taking for a reason or that we're, you know, making it through a non-preferred activity without anger, not just because we don't like math, but because we have to watch movies with our family that sometimes we don't like or they're not our favorite. So how do we kind of stay busy? Now, come on, y'all know that we pick up our phones when we're watching something, right? That that we're not truly engaged in, but we have, but we're sitting there with somebody or, or we're just kind of half watching something like that's a very typical behavior for many of us. It's okay if that happens for our students too, at home with their families. There's so many different ways to look at this of building relationships through the IEP that go beyond the basics. The third thing that I want you to consider to take kind of this clinical feeling out of the IEP and start to bring some, some caring beyond the walls of the school and some caring beyond just uh, being at home too. We need a community connection. We need to make sure that we're writing IEP goals that are taking into consideration what does joy look like for this family out in the community? Because here's the thing, joy for my family out in the community looks different than joy for your family out in the community, right? Some people like being able to go to, oh, I'll, I'll say farmer's markets. I love farmer's markets. I loved going to the farmer's markets with my girls. That was an experience that I loved. Maybe that's something that the family wants to have, want, they want it to happen, but there's something holding back the ability to go find joy in the community. So, so many times we're, we're writing IEP goals like, this is where we're at. This is the next benchmark. Let's go ahead and do that. But what's the why? Why are we doing this? Let's make sure that we're not just looking at this from a clinical perspective, 
but that we are absolutely looking at this from a family perspective, that we're paralleling the goals to home, that we're asking about relationships with siblings and beyond, um, you know, maybe even just the immediate family, and that we're writing goals for a community connection. It's so very important. Thank you for being here with the Special Education Inner Circle Podcast. Remember, wherever you're watching this, please make sure to leave a comment, share it. We need to get more information out to parents, teachers, admins, and therapists on how we can build IEPs together so we can have our children who are in our, our special education system going way beyond what anybody even thought possible. I've seen it done with generations before. We're going to continue to break those boundaries. If you are feeling like you need a community to help support you and you want more expert um, access, you want to know more about uh, AAC, so communication devices, high tech and low tech. You want to know more about mental health in, in our disability community. You want to know more about, um, uh, let's see, communication boards, you want to know more about, I'm trying to think of all of our experts that are up and coming. Ooh, transition planning. We just had that one. You want to know more about all the things that are possible inside of special education. None of us can know everything about special education. That is just not possible. That's why we need experts. I'm going to encourage you to come find us in the special education inner circle. We have members only events and resources at specialedinnercircle.com. I'll see you guys soon.